0: Hey, welcome family to Fresh Truth Ministries and the Fresh Truth Podcast. Fresh Truth Ministries loves having robust talanoa, conversations and kōrero about God, the Bible, Christianity, churches and society on our podcast and other content. We have guests with diverse backgrounds, different theologies, and different views. Fresh Truth Ministries welcomes these courageous faith conversations. But it doesn't mean, family, that we agree with all the opinions and all the views that our guests say. Fresh Truth is clear and strong on what we believe and what we contend for. We have a statement of faith on our website, dubdubdub.freshtruthministries.com, and we're happy to answer any questions you might have. We welcome honest, God-glorifying conversations and wrestling through these important issues with our different guests. Our desire is that God is glorified, the full gospel is preached, and the sufficiency and infallibility of God's precious word stands. Glory to God alone. As the psalmist beautifully says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, my Lord, Kia ora ngā ka toi, raro to te ihu Welcome back Fano uh, to the Fresh Truth podcast. Uh, Fresh Truth Ministries is a small online uh, gospel and apologetics ministry. Uh, we're passionate about preaching the gospel, uh, passionate about biblical truth and sound doctrine and we're based here in South Auckland in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Just want to quickly say kia ora to our brother Kanan. He's been really difficult the last few minutes so Kanan, I won't point to you because you've been really mean to me lately, and a special welcome to our special guest on the podcast today, Mr. Andrew Johnson, did Thank I get you. it right? Yes, beautiful. Uh, but beautiful. he is better known as AJ. So AJ, how are you, bro? Yes, awesome.
1: Pleased to be here.
0: Pleased, Pleased to, to be, be here. here. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> well It's well like rehearsed. a second take, praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, AJ, do you just want to quickly um, introduce yourself, bro, your family, where you come from, your cultural heritage? Yep.
1: yep. Cool. So, um, Māori, Cook Island, Fijian. And, um, yeah, mum and dad, so dad's from Fiji slash, she's Māori, and mum's Cook Island. Um, born and raised in Auckland, grew up in Morningside for mm-hmm. life. Um, attended a Catholic church there in Mount Albert. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. Got a, a brother and a sister, and a um, couple of nieces and a couple of nephews. They keep me busy too. Cool. So where do you live now, bro? Are you still in Morningside or...? No, we uh, moved further west um, as gentrification happened. oh, that's a big word eh? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes
0: I'm trying yes. to beat some of these uh, yeah, yeah. big
1: word counts yes, theology, <laughs> theology words um yeah. but now we're in living in Avondale. I
0: didn't realize that you grew up Catholic or you went to Catholic schools or did you grow up in the Catholic yep. Church
1: um in the Catholic Church, uh maybe till I was about seven or eight okay. we went to Catholic schools um probably heard of St. Peter's College University. So yeah, much they shut, have they shut that school down? Or, okay. Pretty check. much qualifies uh, me for anything. Uh, very good,
0: very good. <laughs> hey, AJ, um, I didn't know that part of your background, but I guess, and this is always hard to try and get this kind of big question in a small time, but how did you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Like, I've known you for a little bit now. Um, I know you're passionate about God's word and you're ministering and serving um, out, out there in West Auckland and beyond, but how did you, uh, personally come to faith in Christ mm.
1: yeah, so I was invited to um to ccf uh, community Christian fellowship out, out West at Calston Boys um in my last year of high school back in two thousand and or well, two thousand and seven actually um then two thousand and eight started going there and the big thing I found with uh, in Catholic Church was the priest did everything so kind of just left it up to him. He does the sermons, you confess to the priest and mm. all these different things. Um, but it wasn't until I started attending CCF that I realized I could have my own personal relationship with God. And um, one of the brothers, Nick Tuitasi, shared the gospel uh, with me October 12th, 2008 at wow. one of our uh, youth services, Pulse. Um, and that's when I basically, yeah, Dedicated my life or that's when I confirmed, yep, this is what I believe. Jesus died for me, um, for my sins, resurrected and after three days. And so that was the change, the change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So
0: what was what was it like with your family? Like, um were they hardcore Catholic or <laughs> and what was that journey like, um, bro, for you to come to faith in Christ and and receive this wonderful free gift mm. um uh, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah? But, um, yeah, how did your family react, react especially with, with all of that mm. um, Catholic and different cultures at home as well?
1: Yeah, so we stopped going yeah, to Catholic church when I was about maybe six or seven and would maybe go uh, Easter time or if there were services through church. Um, but maybe it was halfway through 2008 and i have been going to CCF and the youth group and all that kind of thing, and mum and dad thought I had joined a cult. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually, one time, um, followed me to church, thinking I was going to some girl's house or something like that. And um, but yeah, I was going early um, as part of the praise and worship team. And then they met everybody, and then yeah, they started attending um, CCF as well, and, oh, praise and the yeah, Lord. ended up coming to faith as well. So yeah, praise the Lord.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. Well, s- small unknown fact, and Canaan really doesn't care about this, but special to me. <laughs> As I received Christ at CCF as well, mm, a lo- yeah. long time before you, because I'm an old man. But um, praise the Lord for uh, the ministry of that church at West.
1: Uh, remember you preaching at one of our youth services. What, was hosts? it sound doctrine no. at all? No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we won't repeat that. So, and so speaking of church, bro. So, um, what role or roles do you have um, in church, if any? And um, I also know you're running some stuff out west that mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. talk about as well. But so you've come to faith, praise the Lord. Man, wonderful to hear about your parents too. Mm, that's that's yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, what um, what what roles do you have in ministry at the moment?
1: Yeah, so at the moment, um part of the present worship ministry. Um so I play a few instruments there. Nothing on Canaan's level. Yes, um, oh yes. Um, yeah, yeah. We can have a battle. <laughs> yeah, 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 Put me in your next one. Yeah. Uh, and then um uh, one of the leaders in the young adults. Um, and then, yeah, i got a, a few boys that I'm uh, discipling as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, run a Bible study out west uh, in Avondale. We just started uh, this week, actually, at our okay. first one back from the break. Um, so yeah. And what are you going through in Bible study? At the,
0: um, what will you uh, go through in the Bible study?
1: Uh, Genesis. So we try and do a book at a time. Um yeah, and so we're going through Genesis. We started about two years ago in the middle of COVID, and we're up to around maybe Chapter 27. Oh, um, so we just did a little refresher this week, and, yeah, we'll try and get through a, a chapter a week, so hopefully finish this year.
0: Hey, side question. Um, Side question, because this wasn't in the brief, bro, but, you know, with your young adults' work um, and you're working with um, young professionals, those at uni and, mm. and your are talking about the biblical worldview and and, and the scriptures and that mm. kind of stuff what are the issues that you're seeing these these young people face like I mean I'm too old to be young <laughs> um and Canaan's still young and you're still young but w- what are the key issues that they're facing around um around their faith in New Zealand today? I mean this I mean it's again another big question but I'd love to mm. hear your reflection on 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 the things that you're seeing in that ministry
1: yeah I think kind of generally speaking mm. Uh, apathy is probably the word that comes to mind. Um, I think our young people have a lot of things thrown at them by the world and the expectations of parents and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I think all of that is um, sometimes overwhelming and so sometimes it's easier just to not do anything. Um, And that mixed with I think we're – Living in the age of Laodicea, Mm. the lukewarm church Um, Yeah, so one big thing I've been thinking about Over the last sort of six to nine months Is when we read through like Acts and that kind of thing um, Some of the decisions that the early church are making We would call extreme Like you see Paul is writing all these letters from Bible within his chains his mm-hmm. um, on his ship Gets shipwrecked here and there But um, he has such a passion for God and the word of God And um, to reach the Gentiles Bring the gospel to the Gentiles as well And the Jews um, But it seems extreme Probably because We don't see Christians Making those decisions so much here mm-hmm. In our time um, Not to say that no one's Making big decisions or anything like that. Um, there are stories, and from missionaries that I know, and some of your stories seem mm. crazy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of there's this whole tension. I think, um, yeah, with a- apathy and yeah. And I think, and I think yeah.
0: that's connected probably to one of the things I wonder about is the lack of urgency and zeal mm. for the gospel. And I think that's even connected to. Um, a lack of biblical knowledge because the mm. more you read this book, the more you should be consumed about yeah. telling someone else about this message so yeah, yeah yeah even though I don't want to work with young people anymore <laughs> it's cool to um, cool to hear your reflection bro so hey um family we've heard from um, uh, AJ and his uh, very short introduction uh, and there's a lot packed into that so praise the Lord but I just want to come back to the to the, to the the framing of the podcast if that's all right mm-hmm, AJ mm-hmm. the title of today's podcast is the Bible in Israel. And there's lots of theological views about Israel. And there's also lots of political views about Israel as well. And some of these we will discuss if we have the time. Some of these areas we won't discuss because of whatever reason and because of time. But what is clear is that the Bible talks a lot about Israel and the people of Israel the whole Old Testament is the Hebrew or Jewish writings. Mm -hmm. uh, And the New Testament is written about a savior who was born as a Jew, uh, who lived in Israel, who was living within a Jewish context and a Jewish culture uh, and, and, and the birth and the expansion of the early church, the mm. um, ex, the, the story of Acts that you just talked about, that was predominantly Jewish, right? Mm. Hey. And so um, we can't ignore those truths. And I guess fresh truth wanted to come back, and we've heard different views about Israel. And, and um, I, I was in um, the US uh, uh, several years ago, and one of a good pastor friend of mine, um, and who uh, didn't had really negative views about Israel, and, he's, mm. and he turned to me and he said. Well, Israel is just a piece of dirt. It doesn't matter uh, when it comes to uh, the Christian faith, which I thought was quite extreme. Mm -hmm. And then I've heard other really wonderful teachers talk about the importance of a Jewish understanding of Scripture and so on. So, So family, that's sort of where we're talking about today. The Bible itself consists of 66 different books written by over 40 different Jewish men. Mm -hmm. Really key to to remember that Who had different professions They were kings, they were government officials They were fishermen, they were bankers And financial (laughs) people like AJ uh, They were doctors and so on And I just wanted to read a verse Before we dive into these questions with uh, with AJ I want to read a passage from Romans 1 uh, Verses uh, 14 to 17 And I'm just reading from the King James And it says I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians Both to the wise and to the unwise so as much as, is, as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first, not to the Jew only, but to the Jew first and to the Greek or the Gentile in some translations. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so with that context, family, I'm going to turn now back to the questions that we wanted to pose to AJ, uh, because I know um, that you study this stuff deeply, that you've wrestled with this stuff for a long time. You've gone overseas and you've studied this stuff as well. And so I guess the first question I wanted to ask with that context that I've just painted, AJ, then is, what? Well, why is the? Why is Israel important for the Bible, and for us as Christians? Like, why? Why should we even care? Yeah, I've given the context, but do we see it as a piece of dirt, as as just
1: another country, or mm. yeah? Why is Israel important for us today? Yeah, um, I think it doesn't take long if you open up your Bible. It's hard to find a page where Israel is not mentioned, or someone is not speaking who's Israeli, or. Um, yeah, something to do about Israel So it's kind of everywhere And I think To step back a little bit Any uh, clear understanding Of scripture uh, requires Proper distinctions to be made um, And If you're you're honest In your interpretation and in your study um, You'll see, yeah, Israel Is everywhere And to the point where we can see Israel as kind of God's timepiece You think of mm. uh, Daniel chapter 9 in the 70 weeks, um, you think... Uh, I've just been arguing with someone online about those 70 <laughs> weeks, but, but, but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even um, Abrahamic covenant, mm-hmm. probably something we'll dive into um, sure. later on in the podcast, but I mean, that's key. He, he was called to be father to the nation of Israel, um, and through the nation of Israel comes Jesus, our Messiah, our Lord and Savior. Um, and there's yeah, different verses you'll see throughout the the Bible speaking of God's love for Israel as well. Um and Israel is even pictured as the wife of Jehovah. Mm. And so if Israel is so important to God, Israel should be so important to us because we should be loving the things that our God loves. Um and so it's it's kind of hard to escape yeah. <laughs> um confronting, yeah, firstly the question, um yeah, cool. Is Israel important? So, yeah, I guess it's kind fo- of everywhere. Can I give a follow up question then, um, AJ? Because um, I've heard a lot of talk,
0: and um, and I'm not a theologian like uh, you and Canaan are, <laughs> but you know, I've heard a lot of talk in commentary and commentary and 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 discussions around theology. Who is Israel? Um, because mm-hmm. and I said this, be- I asked you this question before, but there's a lot of groups that are claiming that they are descended mm-hmm. from Israel and from the lost tribes of Israel. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Um, that Savai um, was one of the lost tribes of Israel, or Aitutaki was one of the lost tribes of Israel. But there's a lot of people and a lot of um, people of color, mm. hey, uh, Maori, uh, Polynesians, uh, um, black people are saying, look, we're, we're descended from the, the, the people of Israel, the tribes of Israel. Mm. Um, and so who is Israel? Is, there, is it about being ethnically Israel? Is it about... You know, Paul talks about spiritual Israel, all these different things. Like, so how do you define Israel when we're looking at scripture?
1: Yeah, so lots of answers. But when we're looking at scripture, I think it boils down to uh, those who are descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, The reason being is um, God made a covenant with Abraham and where he sets out a whole bunch of stuff. There's 14 provisions. stuff about the land and they'll be blessed and all these different bits and pieces, but um, it's to them and their seed or their descendants um, that God made all these promises too. And so really you could say that's one big family mm. um, that turned into a nation by the time you get um, sort of like Exodus, Moses takes the nation of Israel out to the promised land Um and so, yeah, at that point in time, they're um, a nation and then, yeah, you've got your, your different tribes and that. But collectively, um, that's who I'd say is Israel and that's the group that's uh, relevant um, for the promises of God that are specifically for Israel. So have
0: you heard of these other groups like the tribe of Naphtali and other Mm. sort of, um, I guess the loose term is Hebrew roots movements Mm -hmm. or Hebrew Israelite movements. Have you heard of these kinds of groups, um, Yeah. So
1: um, probably a bit of history with that as well. So um, you have your first three kings of Israel, you've got um, Saul, David, and Solomon. Then after Solomon passes away, his sons have a big fight, Um, Mm -hmm. Jeroboam, Rehoboam. Um, and then the kingdom gets split in half, and so um, you have ten tribes in the north, and two tribes in the south. Um, and in the north, they called that Israel collectively, and in the south, they called that Judah. And um, then in the north, in Israel, they had a whole bunch of bad kings, and you can read all of this. It's in your Bible too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please do. Yeah, First yeah. King, yeah. First and second kings. kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yes, and so they had a bunch of bad kings. They get judged, and the Assyrians come and um, They basically sass them. Um, And that's kind of where this whole concept of the lost tribes um, come from. Um, But there's evidence even in the New Testament. um, So uh, the prophetess uh, Anna or Hannah in some Mm -hmm. versions in Luke chapter 2, she is from the tribe of Asher. Mm -hmm. And that tribe was part of the 10 in the north. And Mm -hmm. so... You see already there's people saying there's these lost 10, but actually there's still evidence after um, the Assyrians came through that mm. the tribes are still around. Um, then you you also have Bible prophecy and Revelation um, talking about the 144,000, so maybe that's future, but that includes all 12 tribes. Um, so yeah. they're not. That's not a Jehovah's Witness doctrine. they um, there, AJ. That is no, but that's no. But it's central to their beliefs, right? Yes. Hey, that
0: this is, and yet Scripture is absolutely clear
1: mm-hmm. that they come from the twelve tribes of Israel. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And because I can't understand how you can read that and come up with a different interpretation mm. without getting into allegory or metaphors, well, acrobatics, acrobatics, eh, yeah, yeah. acrobatics yeah, yeah. on doctrine. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, and then so. There, yeah, there is this prevailing belief that there's lost tribes out there. Um, and then yeah, some people claim to be from those tribes. Um and I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but you'd have to be able to trace it back to being one of those descendants to if you want to prove it. <laughs> and that was the Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And look look, I the reason I asked that is because in the street preaching that we've been doing lately, bro. We've been getting some really big confrontations with um, Hebrew roots kind of movement groups. That, um, and to be honest, can I just say they've been quite racist in their theology because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. they've been calling um, anyone who is uh, basically calling Baalangis as evil, devil. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're from the devil, and and that as people of color, we are true believers. And that, but the fact that I'm following this white Jesus is. <laughs> I'm a I'm a sellout to these guys who are who are who are propagating this stuff, and so I just want to acknowledge that stuff because it is growing. It's growing online. Um, it's very popular with a lot of our Maori and Pacific farno um, uh, uh, out there. And so, look, if you want to wrestle through that stuff, and we've got some really good challenges and some good answers biblically for you, but um, yeah, please, please, um, please avoid that stuff if you can. Uh, mm. We want to warn people about how dangerous some of those things can be.
1: Yeah, and I think probably Second Timothy four three comes to mind, um, talking about yeah there'll be a time where people won't endure yeah. sound doctrine, um, but they want to have their ears Itch tickled. Ears. Yeah, yeah. Ears. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of um, something about our flesh that looks at certain things and want it to be more spiritual than it is. Um, Naaman comes to mind mm. when he goes to Elisha and he's like, go, wash yourself in the... In the river Get um, cured of your leprosy And it's kind of One of those reactions Like oh is that all I have to do yeah. I thought you were going to do Something super spiritual Because only if it looks spiritual That makes it legit I <laughs> thought you were going to um, Dovetail to the Asbury revival there oh. And just sort of look at it up. So I like, have been few, seeing okay, a few, few a of any things. Com- uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not in yeah. the podcast. I don't want to like. get
0: cancelled too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, Don't worry, we, we, you're cancelled already when you jumped on with us. So praise the Lord. But anyway, yeah, good uh, good, um, good thoughts there from Brother AJ. AJ, I just want to jump back to that line of questioning eh, because mm-hmm. uh, you've covered some really big things. And we really want to give that warning again to those that are getting caught up in these um, rabbit warrens, these traps around. Um, Hebrew Roots movement, the tribe of Naphtali and all this kind of stuff. Mm. That's not what scripture shows, and we're happy to have that debate with you. But coming back to the line of questioning, Are there specific, uh, is there a specific biblical text that you want to focus on that describes Israel? You talked about this covenant. Mm. Is, there, is there anywhere else that you want point, to point the listener or the
1: watcher to when we're trying to understand who is Israel? Mm. I would point probably... Um, to the Abrahamic covenant First and foremost So Genesis chapter 12 uh, 1 to 3 Is kind of um, The intro to it Um did you want me
0: to read that, bro? Yeah, sure. I don't know. My Bible is sort of falling apart. It's a little bit like my life. It's but well anyway. used. Yeah, good. Yeah, well, I don't, good. I don't know. I'm just thrown around everywhere. But do you want me to read it out, bro? Yeah, Yes. Yeah, sure. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show, you, or show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed.
1: Mm, cool. Yeah, so that's kind of like the the intro to the Abrahamic covenant. It's covered extensively throughout Genesis, so chapter 13, chapter 15, 17, 22. And that's all reconfirming things to Abraham and um, adding other provisions um, to it. And then that covenant gets reconfirmed to Isaac's mm-hmm. son and then Jacob. His son. AJ, um, can I pause? Mm-hmm. What's a covenant?
0: Ah. So, if someone's listening and they're going, w- w- What is this guy talking about? What is mm. a covenant? Because God's, AJ, you know, you're
1: saying there's, there, God's making a covenant with people.
0: Mm. What is that?
1: Yep. So, yeah, covenant, you can kind of see it as an agreement or a promise. Um, there's two types of covenants uh, conditional covenants and unconditional covenants. Now you're talking my language, this <laughs> legal talk. Hey, look yeah, at it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, yeah, conditional covenant, there's the strings attached. You can kind of think of it as God saying, um, I will do this if you do this. I will I will do X, Y, Z if you do X, Y, Z. Uh, and then there's unconditional covenants where God is basically saying, I'll do this no matter what you do. Mm. I'll do this. I'll, my will be done is basically how you can kind of see it. And so this Abrahamic covenant where Abraham's promise to father a great nation and then through Isaac and Jacob um, that they'll be the patriarchs, forefathers of the nation of Israel, um, it's an unconditional covenant. Sure. It's no matter what happens, even if they crucify our Savior on the cross, doesn't matter, cause will be done. He's going to um, fulfill this this covenant.
0: Cool. That's a really wonderful definition, bro. I loved how you framed that within that script, uh, that passage of of scripture. So, and I, I guess uh, continuing on the line of line of questioning, bro, um, reading the Old Testament can be really hard. Hey, Amen. like when Amen. I get when I'm walking through Leviticus and I'm going, what is does beget and what is begat beget and who beget who and you're wrestling through this stuff, but then you start seeing the beauty. The beautiful stories that Mm. that jump out of Ruth and I just finished Job this last week, and I'm just Mm. amazed at um, the power and the sovereignty of God. And Mm. so, in that context, bro, you've you've defined who is Israel Mm -hmm. uh, biblically, and um, and God's um, conditional. And there are other, sorry, God's unconditional promise in in Genesis twelve, but Mm -hmm. there are other covenants. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a debate on how many covenants there are. And so um, we won't touch on that that in this podcast, but it's a good discussion. In that light then, bro, how do we read the Old Testament? How do we read this stuff? Because I think sometimes Christians sort of read everything from Matthew onwards (laughs) 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 and sort of forget what's happening in the other um, almost three quarters of Mm. the book. You know what I mean? And so how do we read the Old Testament? And should we read the Old Testament? Mm. Or is it just about a New Testament faith?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think the Old Testament it really is the roots of our faith. And um, especially uh, going through Genesis in our study, there's so many concepts that are foundational there that are developed later on in Scripture and then affect how the New Testament plays out. So um, an easy one, Genesis 3.15, um, the yeah, promise of... Um, it's the first prophecy about Jesus, our Savior. Um and so there's there's other there's he, heaps of different ones, but also uh context is very important um I heard in one of your podcasts as well um a text without a context is a pretext, pretext yeah. um awesome rule uh, but there, there's even like a simple example would be in the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were a vegetarian. Um and then shock and, and <laughs> horror yeah and I know it's like oh I don't want to be like that I'm, I like my pork yes, <laughs> yes and then so but in that time period that was that was the how they were living, um and then they come out of the garden and then they're allowed to eat meat basically up until Moses comes along with the Mosaic Law and he gives certain rules that oh you can't eat this type of meat you can't eat pork it's not kosher you can't eat shellfish. So also unclean according to Mosaic law, and so, and then you come to New Testament and um, Jesus has basically opened it up. We can eat eat what we eat. Thanks talking about praise Jesus, the Lord. <laughs> my man. That's my God. Yeah. Um, and so, it's it is important to know your timeframes, what rules are in place when. Um, but a a big one that people miss is who is the audience that. This piece of scripture is written to yeah, um, and so another big one in Genesis, and it kind of just occurred to me a couple of years when we a couple of years ago when we started, is Moses, um, who's the author of Genesis. Well, he, he compiled certain accounts that were already in existence, um, and maybe chucked a few bits and pieces in here and there. Um, but he also wrote the next four books of the Bible. So the first five books in the Bible we call the Torah or the Pentateuch. Big word count. Yes. <laughs> I need a Bible. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and really, if you can imagine uh, Israel has been well yeah the nation of Israel has been slaves in Egypt for 400 years and so they don't really have a national identity yeah, they've good. never lived in a in any other country they've never had to govern their own affairs and these kinds of things so when Moses is putting these first five books together the thing to keep in mind is that he's teaching them this is the god who we serve he's a covenant keeping god these are our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Um, and then you get into like your Leviticus and Deuteronomy, or it's basically these are the laws for the land when we enter into the promised mm. land. And so all of that you can see as something written to Israel to set them up as a nation.
0: The formation
1: of this mm, new the nation. The formation yeah, of yeah, the new yeah. nation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's quite a beautiful picture. Mm. Would you recommend um studying in, in order of how it's written in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, so from Genesis right through to, to Malachi, or would you sort of g-
1: try and get book by book? Um, so I've kind of done it book by book, um, and I haven't made it through all the like minor prophets. Um, but there is – so what I found easy for me or easier for me is – uh, learning about things in chronological order. Yeah. Um, so I did a study. Which is in time in order. Time order. Yeah, 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 in time order. Um. Yeah, so I did a study on uh, the four Gospels in this way because four Gospels, four different accounts covering the same time mm-hmm. period. Um, and they're not all written in order. Um, Luke's the only one that claims to have written in time order. Um, and so sometimes like you're reading through Matthew mm-hmm. or, or Mark and it's kind of jumped around a bit. But when it's put into time order, you can kind of see, oh, Jesus is doing this miracle because this just happened. Or he just had an argument with the Pharisees, so they're angry about this. And uh, so that's why I find it easier to follow a story. Um, So equally with the Old Testament, and Mm -hmm. I'm not aware of a study that puts the whole thing into time order, but I do find that if there are... Yeah, there are kind of ways that you can see, like first kings and first chronicles. There's mm. there's crossover there. You get the perspective from the palace um, through kings, and then the perspective from the temple through chronicles. Even the
0: psalms that are connected psalms, to yeah. the different times of the king. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, even some, especially some of David's psalms, mm-hmm. um, when he's like on the run from Saul mm. and he's writing, yeah, different things, and you, you, it adds another layer of meaning. That you'd just miss mm. um if you didn't have that context.
0: I really like the phrase that you use too about the story. Mm. Yeah, hey, you know, and 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 we have to remember that yeah, these are true stories. Mm, yes. And we yeah. hold to that uh, yeah, fresh truth definitely holds to a literal <laughs> historical, grammatical, um, 100%, hermeneutic 100%. and that's, and that's been our uh, that's been our view for 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 a long time. But um it's it's trying to understand the story or God's story through mm. these different things that are happening throughout yeah. time. So Again, we, we would probably probably support that whole idea of trying to get a chronological understanding, a time understanding mm. of that. And saying that then, AJ, you've talked about the Old Testament, how should we read the New Testament then? because again, I've seen a lot of Christians that read just from Matthew onwards <laughs> yeah. and they're not really going backwards but um, and yeah, so how should we read um, these books in the New Testament that are talking about this Messiah that are talking about this early church and the explosion of this church? Mm. How should we approach that?
1: Yeah, I think um, similar thing chronological as as far as you can, um, but also you you it's almost like you can't fully understand the New Testament until you understand the Old Testament because yeah. it's built on so many layers. Especially if you get an easy one's Revelation, um, there's so many pictures in there that are explained, like in Daniel. That's uh, yeah, um, but even when it comes to historical context, so you think. Uh, Jesus, he has a few run-ins with the Pharisees And really it's uh, between Mosaic law and Pharisaic law Or the Mishnah or, um, yeah. So I mean, uh, a quick look back in 1st, um, 2nd Kings uh, Ezra, Nehemiah You kind of, um, yeah, it gives more context And so even the cultural context mm-hmm. So learning about what is Israel in the first century, in the first century, what the, a, time the, yeah, Jesus, the time
0: the that Jesus, the apostles were alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. That's a that's um, which brings me to a question about Jesus, this Jesus guy. Okay, um, and so, um, you've been framing it uh wonderfully, bro, around um, looking at who was Israel, what's the importance and relevance of Israel. Uh, to us as Christians and to the into the scriptures themselves, Old Testament, New Testament approaches. But what relevance does Jesus have for the the life? What sorry, what relevance does Israel have for the life and teachings of Jesus? You've touched on a little bit there about where and when Jesus mm-hmm. is growing up and and living and ministering. But yeah, does it matter that he was living in that context or should we just be focusing on
1: um those words that he said which are are really critical. Mm. Um yeah, I mean there's still a lot in there that um you can only understand through the context. So um quick history on Pharisaic law. Um so can I can i oh, joke, yeah. yeah around the, so Pharisaic law versus Mosaic law. Vers if you could just, yeah if you law. could just frame yeah, yeah.
0: that as well because those are again mm. big ding ding words, yeah. <laughs> theological yeah, yeah. words, but Um, Because there's so much confusion around Mm. the Mosaic law. Mm. When I'm out there um, having conversations with people, you know, people are saying, well, under the Mosaic law. Or the um, the Sabbath, it's because of the Mosaic law. All this kind of stuff. So if you could just frame that, because that's a a tough area, bro. Mm. So Pharisaic and Mosaic.
1: Yeah, cool. So Mosaic law, first and foremost... um, People think of Ten Commandments, Um, yep, which is true. That was, I guess, the start of it. But Moses was given another 603 laws. So Shock and horror. Yes. yeah. Yeah, People don't know that. People don't know. 613 laws. And they were given to Moses and, again, given to the nation of Israel for the nation of Israel to... Um, in their formation as a nation So when so,
0: everyone was abusing me about getting tattoos <laughs> yes. And saying that it was against uh, The Mosaic law in Leviticus yeah,
1: yeah. It, wasn't it wasn't given to me It wasn't given to you, it was only given to the nation of Israel So yes we can eat pork <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my pork belly Yes I can get
0: more tattoos <laughs> yeah, yeah you can get more so tattoos
1: right. um, Yeah and so it was yeah given for the nation And yeah God wanted to keep them separate again Because they were the chosen nation that the Messiah was going to come through. So they had to be set apart from the world. And you see, yeah, all throughout the Old Testament, God's in and out of that, um, keeping them on track as much as he can. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so that was the Mosaic law Mm -hmm. given specifically to them. Now, again, when we talked about um, Solomon's sons and the nation split, um, in, in the south they called it Judah. They had good kings and bad kings. Um, then they get exiled to Babylon, and that's where Daniel, Daniel and the Lion's Den, that's where he Very mostly good. grows up. And um, basically, uh, if we go forward to Israel and Nehemiah time, um, they basically figure out the reason they got exiled was because they weren't following right. the Mosaic law. And so Israel comes up with this idea, we're, we're going to teach our people um, the Mosaic Law, so that we can avoid being exiled again, and we can worship our God the way He wants to be worshipped. Um, so He creates a school to teach people the law. Now, after Israel goes, is another generation comes through, and they kind of think, "Well, the Mosaic Law's there, but we're so scared of uh, breaking it, we're going to add some extra laws, almost like a, a fence around the Mosaic Law. And so, at least if we break the fence." We're not breaking the Mosaic law, so we're still safe. So it starts off with great intentions, um, but then over time, another generation, another generation comes, and they they add more and more laws, and then eventually it gets to the point where they say, "Well, these this ring fence that we've made, actually, that's the law that we have to follow," and they put that on equal footing, or sometimes above mm. um, the Mosaic law, and so that's what the Pharisees are teaching, and so you see. A few um, controversies, especially around the Sabbath, um, where, for example, Jesus is walking through the field with um, his apostles and he picks some grain mm-hmm. and um, they eat it. And it's Sabbath day, and the Pharisees like, "No, well, you can't do this. Um, you're you're harvesting on the Sabbath. That's work." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that was them saying to Jesus, "You're breaking Pharisaic law. You're breaking our law that we're following." But it wasn't breaking Mosaic law. So did Jesus
0: break the Mosaic law at all? No. And I think that's a common misconception as well because yeah. of those things yeah. that he's, I don't know if attacking is the right word, but challenging yeah. in that context. Hey, people think, well, he's breaking the law. That, mm. How can he break the law if he wrote the law? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: And well, and so that's the thing where you get to misunderstandings um, when Jesus' story is because… There's talk of law, this law, that law, whatever law, and unless you kind of know that context of Mosaic law versus the Pharisaic law, um, you you kind of miss that that whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's different examples of it, um, but that's ultimately the main tension that leads to them wanting to kill him.
0: <laughs> so, so then, AJ, if with the Mosaic law that wasn't given to us, because I'm. I'm not a Jew. I don't. Know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're one from Neftali or something, but maybe Canaan is. But like, if if it wasn't given to me, then what law or commandments are we following mm. as Christians? I mean, uh, because if I'm going to follow this Jesus, I need to know what I'm following and mm-hmm. and why I'm following him and sort of his guidance around um, his commandments, his teachings. So, how do we? how do we develop or bring out the things that we should be following because i've seen so many so much confusion for christians they're still living in the law mm. um they're still living trying to obey the mosaic law what are we what are we meant to follow
1: yeah so um when jesus was on earth he he was rejected in matthew 12 and um from there he kind of starts speaking in Parables and talks about this uh, Mystery kingdom Um, And he also starts um, Giving out New commandments and some of the Commandments are Upgrades of what (laughs) was in The Mosaic law so uh, One is um, like you're meant to love Your neighbour as you love Yourself under Mosaic law So the the standard was as Yourself Mm. then Jesus upgraded That saying you love your neighbor as I loved you. That's right. Oh, it's another level. <laughs> um, right. And so there's things like that, and then it gets expanded on um, throughout the New Testament. Um, and the apostles. And the apostles in yeah, here, yeah. And so that's, um, we call it like the law of Messiah or law of grace. Um, and... The other part that happens is Acts chapter two. We get the Holy Spirit. Um, is This Asbury? No, we're not. Doing, okay, just just checking. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Acts, um, yeah, Acts chapter, chapter two. two, Holy Spirit comes in and dwells the believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's a, a bunch of commandments, bunch of laws that um, you can read throughout um, the New Testament that that we are supposed to follow as. Gentile Christians or non-Jewish Christians. But even, sorry, also the Jewish Christians now too also mm-hmm. have to follow that. So yeah. when Messiah died for us, um, the Mosaic law was uh, fulfilled. Um, and so, yeah, not even um, Israel has to follow those laws anymore.
0: I like the word you used, um, upgraded. Or <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds a bit like my um, my phone updates and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. but, but I was thinking too,
1: bro, um, in
0: my... Um, understanding of scripture um, and obviously limited but I think one of the things I've noticed too is that out of the 10 commandments the sabbath isn't reiterated in the new testament mm-hmm. hey the other nine commandments are expounded upon or built on mm-hmm. or or upgraded use updated 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 and upgraded using your your words but the sabbath isn't mm. hey and I've always I've always found that Interesting, because that's such a contentious issue right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that people just want to, oh, we need to be keeping the Sabbath on on Saturday. We need to be doing this and doing that. And actually, when you go back and look at Scripture, and y- you know, mm-hmm. like I think it's, a, especially the Old Testament, it's really clear that what the Sabbath is and what it isn't, but also the, the fact that the Sabbath wasn't given to us.
1: Yeah, yeah. We weren't meant to follow it anyway. That's right.
0: <laughs> and yet we've made almost a Lord over Mm-hmm. We've made the Sabbath almost a, a salvific kind of key <laughs> yeah, issue. Yeah, like yeah. I find that fascinating, yeah.
1: And I think it also goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how people just want something that looks spiritual. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good. like, oh, yeah, it's so spiritual to have a whole day dedicated to the Lord. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not a law that you, if you don't follow, you're a sinner now. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that's the other part um, Paul talks about law of freedom. Um, Where you can um, practice whatever you need to practice, kind of thing. You can follow some of those old laws, but you, Mosaic laws, but that's not a standard to be held over anybody else. Mm.
0: And I think Galatians is him Mm. wrestling through that, right? and, And that's one of the key letters that he's wrestling through. And I guess it's a good point to remind. Um, the listener or the watcher, which is probably just my my family watching at this stage because um, I've been canceled. But uh, I think it's important to remind people that, again, none of this stuff, um, sorry, let me rephrase it. Salvation is by grace alone, mm. through faith alone, and Christ alone. Hey, it is the free gift of God. None of these laws and obeying these laws are going to ever mm. earn our way into heaven and be good enough to get into heaven. It has to be through the death, the burial, and, uh, and the resurrection of Messiah. Mm. And I, th- I just wanted to touch on that point because, again, I, I, I really like the image you're painting around people wanting to be s- spiritual. They mm. want something to look spiritual, and which I think you were looking at me a lot during that time <laughs> as well, which, I, which I'm which i really offended <laughs> by. But, but, you know, it's almost a, it's a pride thing. Eh? It's, it becomes a pride thing that I need to mm-hmm. look at, um, and, and be religious in this kind of image, whereas actually – Salvation is very simple, very mm. straightforward through what Scripture says, eh? mm.
1: and I think that's also maybe something that people have feared. Is just like salvation is so simple. Um, so then, what's the point in studying my Word? Yeah, what's they, the they point? Leave it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the point in doing the hard yards? Um, but the whole thing of fellowshiping with. Jesus, even in his sufferings. Yeah, very good. Um, and, yeah, if he's your role model, I mean, look what he did. He got <laughs> crucified, he got whipped, and he didn't have to. He chose to. Yeah. Um, and John
0: 15 says, too, if you love me, you'll keep my mm, commandments. Yep. You can't keep something that you don't know. Mm. Hey, I can't keep the road code and... I'm, I'm a very good driver, AJ. I can't keep the road code I'll if I don't know. <laughs> yeah, People will disagree. But yeah. if I don't know the road code mm. and the road rules of New Zealand, that's the same for us as believers. Mm. If we don't know what this book is teaching, then we actually don't know how to love our Messiah mm. or love our Jesus properly. And that is fundamental.
1: Mm. I think one thing we were talking about at uh study earlier this week was um, spiritual insensitivity. Okay. And um, so we're looking at um, Esau and Jacob, and so Esau despised his birthright. And so his birthright was part of the Abrahamic covenant. Mm-hmm. He could have been in the line of Jesus, but he sold his birthright for some stew. Um, and we are talking about some examples in the New Testament as well of um Different people who, um, like Judas, for example, mm. he was with Jesus the A whole time, yeah. God in the flesh, and he didn't get it. Like, well, he obviously didn't get it. He, um, he was the traitor, and it's that whole thing of like, how attentive are we to what's really spiritual? Um, and the the classic like, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Mm. Um, and sometimes that just seems too elementary or too just too basic too easy but actually it's really hard <laughs> yeah, it's so um and yeah another verse that comes to mind uh in timothy about be diligent to mm. present yourself as a workman to god not ashamed and, and, and of the and god. it's laboring hey, and that, yeah. that,
0: that, in the greek that means to labor mm-hmm. in that kind
1: of work it's a it's a it's a wrestle. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, so it's the only reason you would do that is if you love God. Mm. And that's kind of the thing that I've seen over the years when people who, yeah, are diligent and push, it's because they just love the Lord. Yeah, yeah mm. very
0: good, bro. Hey, bro, I'm going to shift here a bit because I want to <laughs> um uh, um touch on this. And this is big, so it's hard to narrow it down in this short podcast, but there's different views on the place um, of Israel in the Mm. scriptures and in theology and in the Christian world, right? There's different views. And so... Um, and they, and they can be quite contentious because um,
1: people get real fired.
0: Up. They get fired up on this stuff, and it's it's a little bit like our eschatology <laughs> one that we did a little while ago. Because we 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 uh, fresh truth has really clear es- eschatological views. Es- eschatology is the end times. It's the study of the last days for those that are listening and watching. And we did a dollar no on this, and we got some good pushback, mm. and and it's good. They're brethren. They're believers. Yeah, so yeah. we wrestled through this, and and we d- hopefully did this in a real spirit of love. But when you get to the place of Israel, this can be just as heated as well. Yeah, yeah. And so can you describe what are the main um, views or, or, or theologies um, about the place of Israel um, in Christianity, bro? Mm. That's a hard question, but um, I, know you, mm. I know you're I know you
1: able to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it a high level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's basically two main schools of thought, covenant theology and dispensational theology. Um, so covenant theology... Um, they basically believe that God has one people in the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's just one people. There's there's no distinguishing between Jew and Gentile, or Israel and not Israel. And they also believe God yeah has one plan for salvation sure. um, throughout Old and New Testament. Um, yeah, that's kind of the main bits. Uh, whereas dispensational theology sees that there's two people with two separate plans through our Old and New Testament. And those two peoples are um, yeah, Jews and Gentiles and different plans. And so the, to dig more into dispensation or, or dispensations, so uh, dispensation is, you can think of it like a time period um, in history where God is dispensing his will. His specific will in that certain time period. Mm-hmm. Um, so an easy way to kind of understand it is um, for Adam and Eve, when they're first in the garden, God tells Adam, don't eat the fruit. Multiply the earth, eat everything else, don't eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so in that time period, that was their rule of life, Um then you see they, they eat the fruit and bring bring sin into the world. And then they're given um, new things to do. So a new dispensation mm. comes. It's no longer don't eat the fruit, mm. but it's still multiply the earth. And there's some curses and things. And the land the had land, changed. The land well. had well, yeah, changed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing you'll know that's missing is there's no... Um, saved by uh, your faith in Jesus so there's still faith there's still a faith element but the content of that faith changes from dispensation to dispensation and so ultimately now in our, where we're living um, we call it the dispensation of grace and so to be saved we put our faith into um, Jesus as our Messiah who died, resurrected after three days and um, and so, those are the kind of yeah, that's the dispensations. And then, so dispensational theology, they separate um, Jew and non Jew and different plans for salvation, but it's still saved by grace through faith. Mm. That, that's the key thing.
0: And so, covenant theology has you talk, you defined covenants before. So, covenant theology has. Similar
1: covenants, or are we talking about a different kind of covenant? Um, different kind of covenants. So, they, um, where we we're talking about the Abrahamic covenant before, um, so that was given specifically to Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob. Um, but they see the church as like a spiritual Israel, okay. and so it's kind of like that covenant's been given to everybody everywhere, um, and so they also believe, yeah, the church has always existed through time. It did. It was even in the Old Testament. Even in the Old Testament, okay. it wasn't just um, created or built in um, Acts chapter two, Onward, for example. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, you did that really well because you're covering big, th- and I'm sure um, people are going to uh, attack us one way or another <laughs> yeah. about our definitions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and and look, we wanted to. Um, we we have some good covenant um, brethren as well uh, that that believe. Um, In this view And we'd love to have them on um, If we can afford them But anyway um, (laughs) But what's your view? Like we And and how did you land on your view? Did you go in and And have a look at all the different views on this stuff? Or did it just develop over time? Where are you coming from? Mm,
1: Yeah, so I'm Definitely on the dispensational side Um, And I would say it has developed over time I mean It's not something that I knew to Google (laughs) Or like It's it's not something that, um, yeah, I had come across a lot. Um, but in my studies and, yeah, taking a literal interpretation of Scripture, um, it's pretty clear that certain things apply to certain people, first of all, and that, um, going back to what I was saying earlier, there's certain distinctions that are uh, made quite clear um, in in the Bible. And, and then there's even things about like the church being present in the Old Testament. Uh, it's kind of like where, like, mm. without yeah, performing some acrobatics and mm. in your interpretation of Scripture, um, it's, it's just not mentioned.
0: So, AJ, if you have a brother that, or, or you know, a brother or sister in Christ, and they believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah,
1: mm.
0: but they're taking a different view on on the place of Israel can you still fellowship with them can you still engage with them love on them love with them serve with them and um even if they if you have a different view of the place of Israel
1: mm. yeah i mean uh yes and I do and I think So you've got
0: friends who will believe who believe in covenant theology?
1: Yes and okay. even That don't even know what it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Or they're not even aware and mm. so you're asking the question what do you what do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah and so I think but going back to your point is like at the point of salvation we're brothers in Christ or sister brother sister in Christ and so um there's always room to fellowship there and I mean, it would be hard to find someone that I 100% agree with anyway <laughs> um, about all the different um, topics and issues um, in the Bible. Sure. Uh, um, and, yeah, so it's, it's not something that I think, yeah, we should be looking down on each other or trying to one-up each other. Mm. Um, yeah. But in saying that, it is good to um, have the conversations. Don't just avoid... Um, Teasing out these different things
0: And we've been um, um, Attacked (laughs) Not that Been challenged as well And these are good challenges as well With um, some of our views Because we have We take real strong lines On what we believe in And what we contend for But at the same time We want to engage with our brethren Who I like what you said We At that point of salvation We agree on these key Mm -hmm. things And The non-negotiable parts of our faith, the divinity of Christ, Mm. the deity of Christ, the triune Godhead, all of these key things. But I know that it can get quite heated Mm. in this stuff. And so um, before all the hate mail comes, (laughs) man, we would love to wrestle with that stuff around covenant theology. And um, if if you have seven PhDs in covenant (laughs) theology and you want to debate this guy, (laughs) then all good. Because I think... Have the conversation, but be Mm. courageous enough to have the conversation, um, even if they're hard conversations.
1: Yeah, uh, and because I think you'll either learn something or your position will be stronger for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, AJ. um, The, you know, with all this Israel stuff, um, and like I know there's a whole bunch of hatred. Mm. Um, towards uh, the modern um, nation of Israel, uh, there's there's a record amount of um, United Nations resolutions on. Uh, I, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't remember the amount of uh, resolutions compared to Afghanistan <laughs> and Syria and Iran, mm. and I, I personally think it's it's quite a demonic hatred mm-hmm. of, of Israel, but that's that's my own view, um, but all of this stuff that we've been talking about, does that mean that you support the biblical or the political positions or decisions of Israel, like the things that they're doing right now, the things they're doing with their settlements, all that kind of stuff, or is it more about, it's just around scripture here?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't follow much the political realm of here and now and what they're up to. Um, Like I read about, yeah, the settlements and that kind of thing, but, I think there it's it is separate, so there is um Israel and the scriptures and what God's promised and I mean God promised them um their their land and he set the boundaries and and so when people are talking about oh Palestine needs this and this, and um it's like well, at the end of the day, God promised it to them and at some point, God's going to fulfill it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm 100% on, like, a fan of all their methods. they yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. doesn't mean that, um, but I am pro-Israel, mm. pro-Israel of the Bible, and I do know at, at some point in time, Jesus is going to come back and he's going to reign from Israel in Jerusalem. So, um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Have you been to Israel, bro? I have, I have. Okay. And uh, we're actually there uh, when Donald Trump came over. And he um, yeah, he, he, just, he delayed our tour a few times. But, um, yeah, amazing place. Really good food. I think you'll like it there. Be, oh, you've been there too yeah, eh? a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm from Neftali, so no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're born and raised yeah. from the line of <laughs> Levi, Levi that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, no, been. Yeah, so you, so you've been to Israel. I know yeah. you've studied overseas as well,
1: but mm-hmm. you've been to uh, yeah, the land yeah. as well. Okay, that was amazing. Yeah, that's a whole testimony in itself of even getting there. Um, like I didn't have the money and money just showed up here and there. I didn't have leave. Is this the prosperity side of your of your <laughs> theology? If you bless Israel, you will be blessed.
0: Oh, there we go. there, there we go. <laughs> um
1: yeah, yeah. So but yeah, love love the place and yeah.
0: So just a quick and this is a very quick question, bro, because a lot of people don't know that Jewish people are still coming to faith in Christ. Mm. Hey, the early church was pretty much all Jewish. Yeah. Hey, and then it started exploding and expanding. But people are still coming to faith um, uh, who are ethnic Jews mm-hmm. um, in Christ. What is a Messianic Jew, and mm. yeah, how, and and is there much difference between what they believe in and what, say, us three here in this room believe in?
1: Mm. Yeah. So a Messianic Jew is a Jewish person who believes in Jesus Christ as his Messiah. So. When you think about Jews or the more Orthodox Jews, they basically believe the Old Testament, okay. And anything new Testament, um, yeah, they are not having it. And so, um, what the messianic Jews believe, yeah, messianic would be,
0: coming from Messiah, right? Yep, it's yep, coming from that word, from yep. Messiah,
1: yep. Um, and so they, yeah, they would believe similar things. In fact, um, your dad Arnold Fruchtenbaum, <laughs> uh, he's a Messianic Jew, Yes. Great yes, Bible yes. scholar, Bible teacher. You've got the same um, beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, they would believe similar things. But even within that realm, there um, there would probably still be a, a spectrum of where they lie on certain issues and that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know how we're
0: doing on time, um, Canaan. I um, I'm just really enjoying the 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 here. But um, if, if it's all right, Age, I just want to um, begin to wind up because, mm-hmm. yeah, I th- I'd love to have you back to unpack a bit more stuff mm-hmm. um, in the future. But um, I guess I just wanted to highlight that you are leading a Bible study out west, Auckland. Mm-hmm. So how do they, um, how do they get a hold of you, or uh, yeah, what, what's the way to con if they want to come to study or CCF or whatever those things? Because you're st- um, you're still involved in young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how would you How how would people reach out to you? Mm, Great question.
1: Um, Find me on Facebook, or um, I can pass my details on email. um, AJAYCCF on Facebook. Cool. Instagram or yeah, just reach out. We we're we're based in uh, Avondale for the moment, and then. Um, we go to my mum's work in Ponsonby. Wow, they're renovating at the moment, okay. um, but we'll be based there. But yeah, it's open, open to it's open to anyone. anyone okay. to so come we'll leave
0: along. Um, AJ's uh, contact details on the on the notes and the post as well, and so that people um, have a way to be able to engage with you and uh, connect. And we really encourage you. There's it's hard to find good solid Bible studies out there, so um, mm-hmm. we've, we've uh, you're actually on our Bible list, we've got oh. a church and Bible, yeah, yeah, and you haven't paid yet for it, but, but we've got a church and Bible list that we mm-hmm. give out Pay to, to people, yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, but it's been wonderful because then we can point to uh, things happening out West Auckland, mm. uh, mm-hmm. over the shore, and Wellington over um, in Australia that uh, we can trust um, the soundness of those things, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. Hey AJ, I just want to um, come to this um, sort of this last question, um, and we sort of try and leave um, uh, the the floor open to you about winding up, because eh? uh, mm-hmm. about any closing words that you might have mm-hmm. as we wind up, and I don't know if you have any um, mm-hmm. challenges or Bible encouragement that you want to leave to um, our listeners and watchers. I mean, I've I've loved the way that you've journeyed through um, the Bible and Israel. Uh, and you've wrestled through, you've summarized really well, bro, um, some of these views on Israel. Um, you're not a Jew, right? <laughs> no, I said that at no, the start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the, you're not from, the, from one of those tribes. And so, <laughs> I guess, just to wind up, bro, I'll leave the floor to you. Do you have any thoughts or, or questions or encouragements that you want to leave uh, those who are watching and listening?
1: Mm, probably, I think the biggest thing is. Um, like your Christian walk is such a journey, it's such a massive thing But um, yeah, the the key is I think consistency and diligence Yeah, dig into your word, um, pray, fellowship with other uh, believers um, Even when you don't agree with them um, Yeah, good But yeah, just keep, um, keep pressing in um, Yeah Keep pressing in, I think.
0: So what, what what disciplines do you have? Do you have a Bible reading plan? Are you um, mm. praying seven That's hours a, a day for <laughs> those different things? Yeah, like, I mean, because when I look, it is a labor. It is mm. hard work, Okay, yep. hey, to, to – but then when you think about it, it's really easy to watch a few hours of sports and Netflix <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and then yeah, yeah. you get to this book. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what's your own personal disciplines yeah. that you – for those that might be listening and watching, like I don't know how to get into my Bible. I don't mm-hmm. know how to. Um, where do I start? Like, how do I pray? What, 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 what have you set up in your life um, that that has helped you be disciplined in this walk?
1: Mm. It's something I've actually um, been asking different people, so maybe you can answer after me. Yeah, I'll try, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so things, disciplines that I've set up. Um, so I have a quiet time um, with the Lord, and sometimes it's just like a. 15 to 30 minute thing Where um, Maybe I'll have worship music going Maybe not Um, I'll read a passage um, I'll pray Um, I've got like a a Prayer list that I um, Go through Um, And so that's like a daily thing Sometimes it's the morning Sometimes it's at night I I don't really uh, Too caught up on the timing of it But I mean I think sometimes it does help people if they do have a dedicated time. Um, then I have like a Bible study that um, that I run. And then so I have time set aside to um, study and work that out. Um, I've got a Bible plan on the Bible app on the phones. And so... I try and read through um, the whole Bible every year mm. um, and try to do different translations um, each year. Oh, and, what are you reading this year? Uh, BSB. It's the Berean Study oh, Bible. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how you love the Bereans. Yeah. Um, yes. And, yeah, so you get your your different um, versions, different translations, and you can kind of compare mm. different things. Um then obviously go to church. Don't forsake the gathering. Yeah, very good. Um, please go to
0: church, man. <laughs> yeah. I meet so many people that will, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. What church are you at? No, I don't like
1: church. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just yeah, sort of like, yeah, yeah. please go to. Even, go um, to good Bible churches. Yeah, 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 please, yeah, yeah, good yeah. churches. Yeah, yeah. And even some people settle for online church. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, no. <laughs> watch it as a supplement yeah. too, but go to go to church in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, yeah, fasting, um, okay. that's something I'm working on at the moment, um, just a once-a-month um, type of thing. Um, and throughout the day, I mean, there's, I think there's like a misconception that you can only read your Bible or read a verse when your environment's set up properly, so yeah. you, everything's put away and it's quiet and no distractions. But um, I think that's good, especially when you're having a quiet time. But I also... Like, I have a habit on my phone. it's um, My app is the, like, perfect space away from my thumb. So as soon as I open my phone, I instinctively open my Bible app. And then so wherever I am, I'm just like, oh, yeah, sweet. And then I can see some things and maybe something sticks out. Maybe I won't remember. But it's just something quick. Very good. Um, Then I have other things like I've put in – I've got like scented candles. This is new agey. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Esbury. Yeah, yeah, Esbury. yeah. But basically, like I like them when I'm reading my Bible, and then so the smell reminds me. Oh, oh read wow. my Bible. Yeah, so that's in my room. Um, and then I, I, I had to, when I first became a Christian, I had to put. Um, like I had these dog tags of when I gave my uh, when I came to faith, when I gave my life, and. um that was like a reminder. Oh yeah, I'm Christian now, <laughs> and I had to put all these um,
0: almost symbols. Yeah, yeah all like yeah, yeah, visual reminders yeah, yeah, yeah. like
1: this is your new life. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I try and it's something I kind of picked up from Deuteronomy six with. Um, oh yes. Yeah, like they're basically told to put, put scripture put it on, their, on their doors. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's like kind of everywhere. So I don't have like the. Little, what are they called? Um, oh, phylacteries. Yeah, phylacteries, phylacteries. Yeah, phylacteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Google that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I tried to just put things everywhere. As, yeah, constant um, reminder, whether it's to read, read a verse, pray.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, bro, um, I just wanted to um, really honor you and just say thank you from the um, Fresh Troop Brother. I really enjoyed this Um resting through some it's these are quite big topics, but I love the way that you um you told the story as we went through that kind of stuff. And I really one of the things I'm taking away from this mm. is that a desire for us as humans to be to look spiritual mm. or to be involved in something that's very spiritual. Whereas uh you know the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity mm. of the word is um and when no one else is looking, uh <laughs> yeah. and, and um yeah I just think that's a it's a really um powerful reminder. Just from us, bro. Uh, Because we're broke ass. We got no money. We steal everything here. Um, uh, But but we don't have the prosperity of other other groups. But this is a small gift from the Fresh Truth brothers um, and sisters, actually, because we've got some wonderful sisters helping us. uh, Just to say thank you uh, for my law. But, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks, bro. I was really blessed. I know the people that are listening and watching will be blessed. um, And we hope to catch up with you again.
1: You all good? Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a a pleasure.
0: Well, on behalf of um, Fresh Truth Family, please um, uh, send your comments, um, send your your um, your thoughts. It's been wonderful engaging with you guys online, uh, wrestling through different topics. Um, don't forget to check out the website uh, www.freshtruthministries.com um, We're going to get AJ to write a couple of articles for <laughs> us soon. Yeah, thanks bro. Thanks bro. I was just going to claim it in Anything faith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no money in there. And, um, and, um, and also check out the YouTube page and, um, and and Instagram and all the other uh, snappy bookie and ticky-tocky stuff because our desire, again, is to uh, contend for the faith uh, uh, in all of these different spheres. So um, from all of us here at Fresh Truth, to God alone be the glory. To fast for